seeing other people wanting to feel the power of community and coming together and, and a lot of people for the very first time. Your needs for community and your needs for education don't end when you're a child. So I'm glad that people are placing importance on that. They're creating programs like this. I was I was just very nervous about putting myself in the community at first. And ever since I have, I've never regretted it once. This community that understand that and kind of relieves a lot of the stress, a lot of the pressure of, of being a type one. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Walt Drennan, and you're listening to Ask Me About My Type 1, the Q&A show all about type 1 diabetes. I'm back with more interviews from camp with part two of Into the Woods with Type 1. Now, last week, we learned about the magic that is Slipstream, basically a place where the Type 1 community can come together and celebrate itself. This week, I wanted to do my part to celebrate our community. So this week's episode is made up entirely of interviews from camp, stories from type ones like you and what the magic of Slipstream means to them. And to start it all off, I have a Connected Emotion staff member here to tell you the story behind Slipstream. So my name is Jen Hansen, and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was three years old, and I am currently the executive director with Connected Emotion. To tell you a little bit more about my connection with uh, Diabetes Camp, um, so I, I was really lucky. My family was always really outdoorsy, loved camping, loved adventuring, and I guess I was lucky because that didn't stop when I was diagnosed with uh, diabetes when I was three. I have four younger brothers and sisters, and we didn't really miss a beat. Um, we, we kept going on camping weekends and exploring and canoe tripping and spending time at my grandparents' cottage for as long as I can remember. And so when I turned eight years old and my local diabetes clinic told my parents about summer camp, it just seemed so natural. Um, so I started at Camp Huronda, which is a diabetes camp here in Ontario, Canada, when I was eight years old and continued as a camper there till I was 15 and then spent another 10 years as a staff member. And it was just such a magical place that, that I couldn't imagine not going back. And so I guess that leads pretty, we're pretty lucky that at how that story leads into the story of Connected in Ocean because I, when I left diabetes camp, it was at a point where there was a lot of change going on at the camp, but I also was getting too old to go back to camp and had, uh, believe it or not, worked myself into quite some debt after going to university during the year and, and then working a summer camp job in the summer, which uh, typically doesn't pay the best. And so I made the choice to um, not go back the following year, uh, but it was a really, it, it was a, a big experience because I had grown up with incredible support, with my spending summers with my, who had become my best friends um, and people who are still involved in, in my life today. And the thought of not doing that at a time where that was the only place I ever connected with other people with diabetes was a pretty big deal. That was back in 2008. And there really, from my perspective, wasn't a lot going on 
in the diabetes community. I don't know that I'd even heard the term diabetes community, to be honest. And so it was kind of a, a scary experience. But that year, that after that summer when, when I, I left camp, I was really lucky to be introduced to Chloe Vance, who is the founder of Connected in Motion and, and actually had a, a really opposite story to mine and a story that that kind of well, well I can I can tell you a little bit about the foundation of what became connected in motion and became the slipstream story and that came out of a really really different experience than mine so Chloe was diagnosed with diabetes when she was 18 which uh, for anyone who who has diabetes or knows someone with diabetes especially if you know someone who has had diabetes when when they were a child or who was a child when they were diagnosed um the experience of moving from a pediatric care system into the adult diabetes care system is a pretty big shock. And that's largely because there's a lot more adults living with diabetes than children. And a lot of those adults are living with different types of diabetes, typically type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes only makes up between 5 and 10% of the population. And so when Chloe was diagnosed she went into this care system that was largely centered around that other 90 to 95 percent of people who are living with type 2 diabetes and you can imagine as an 18 year old looking around the clinic room in the waiting room and seeing posters that didn't speak to her and people dealing with issues just that just seemed so far away from what she was dealing with and so uh, she just didn't connect with anyone until years later when she was backpacking in Australia with her now husband and came across a group of cyclists who were all wearing jerseys that said type 1 diabetes and they were taking part or getting ready to take part in a 24-hour road cycling race and this was a pretty incredible experience because not only had Chloe not really met many people with type 1 diabetes before she definitely never hung out with them and she was seeing them do something pretty incredible that was up her alley around adventure and sport and and being active and connecting and uh, so those those people invited her to join in on the road cycling race they were a group called hypoactive and who actually still exists today you can can look them up um, if you are someone with type 1 in australia and uh, they invited her to join in on the road cycling race even though she'd never been on a road bike and they told her it's going to be easy, just hop on, keep your tire really close to the person in front of you and you're going to ride in the group and it's going to be easy because the group's doing the work for you and when you're ready you can try to take a turn in front and, and you're going to feel what it's like to, to drive the group and lead the group but you've always got the group to fall in behind when when you need to and that 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 phenomenon that was happening was um, her riding in what's called a slipstream and that was happening not only in this road cycling but it was happening also in her diabetes care and so for the first time someone recognizing that she she had a low blood sugar and handing her a juice box before she could even ask or or noticing that or her, her saying that her blood sugars were high and and just getting people saying yeah i get it that that sucks and and her not needing to explain so she when she came back to Toronto she was super excited to find those people here and to connect with those people here but that didn't really exist there wasn't really here much for anyone with type 1 diabetes as an adult outside of the hospital setting 
And so after a couple of years of complaining about it and thinking about it, she ended up booking a weekend at an outdoor ed center just north of Toronto that she had some connections at because what she knew well was outdoor education. And she thought, well, maybe maybe I can get some more people to come and hang out and take advantage of being outdoors and being active and, and not letting diabetes hold them back. And so after putting putting posters up on telephone poles and just trying to meet other people in the city, uh, 19 of them showed up at the very first Slipstream weekend at Camp Wanakita, just north of Toronto. And so I remember I, I attended that very first weekend and that was seemed like just such a perfect fit for me because I was coming out of camp realizing this massive void that now existed in my life and seeing other people wanting to feel the power of community and coming together. And, and a lot of people for the very first time connecting with someone else with type 1 diabetes. And uh, I thought this was something I wanted to to stay involved with. My name is Michael Shelver. I've had diabetes for 15 years. I'm Katie Kraft. I've been living with diabetes for 20 years in October. Also, I'm having a 21st dia birthday for my pancreas next year. You're all invited to Vegas. I think the best part about it is, like, I went to type 1 camp as a kid, and then once you turn 18, they kind of just, like, throw you off, and they're like, all right, go out in the world. And I think, and I think, yeah, the, the big thing about diabetes camp, at least for adults, is, like, you still have that community. You still meet new people. And I think that's kind of, like, where I want to say, at least from my experience, most people meet a lot of their lifelong diabetic friends at summer camp um, if you're diagnosed as a kid. So having that continue onwards and continue to meet people that's a really cool experience. And I think it's super valuable and something that's like missing with a lot of summer camps. Like it shouldn't just stop once you stop being a kid. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that your needs don't end, your needs for community and your needs for education don't end when you're a child. So I'm glad that people are placing importance on that. They're creating programs like this. And that you're meeting with your doctor how many times during the year? Like maybe once you meet with an endocrinologist for less than 30 minutes and here we've had access to all kinds of healthcare, mental healthcare professionals. I loved the renegade endocrinologist yesterday talking about keto and diabetes, which isn't advised by most doctors and endocrinologists aren't even willing to explore that with you. So I feel like we get access to information here that we don't really get in the doctor's office. And that's nice to supplement too. Um, I guess like we came here at 8.30 at night and we're very much welcomed with open hands. So I think a lot of what's intimidating is people are nervous if they don't know anyone to like come sign up for one of these camps. And this is like one of the most welcoming places that I've experienced in terms of like how well you get to know people in a weekend. And really it's like 36 hours when you break it down. So it's really cool to like, if you're thinking about it and you're nervous about like, I don't know anyone or like, I have no idea, you know, what it's going to be like. It's, it's very much welcoming. And I mean, I feel like I've met probably like a good 30 people here that I'm very comfortable talking to. You very quickly become like friends with these people that you just met 36 hours ago. I also think it's important to remember that this weekend can be whatever you want it to be. That's kind of cool about camp. Like if you want to just go to education sessions all weekend long, you can do that. And if you want to skip out on all the education sessions and go mountain biking and hiking and climbing, like you can do that too. So it doesn't have to be stuffy. It's not like you're stuck in a classroom with people lecturing you all day long. You choose your own adventure while you're here. So if all you want to do is hang out with people by 
the trees, then you do that. Sleeping here was interesting. Has anybody talked about the diabetes that happen at night here? We had a whole cabin of do 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 beep boop boop deep deep beep deep and me yelling Teresa, turn it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Make it stop. We we might have discussed suffocating her with a pillow, but it's fine. We're all friends here. <laughs> There's just totally come to camp, guys. It's really fun. <laughs> That's like a chorus of of beeps throughout the night. Tell me about your relationship with your type one. It's been a hard relationship with type one. It's been so hard for me to accept having type one. Like I've had it for 14 years, and like I feel like the past year I like finally accepted that I had it. Like. I just got into nursing school and like I've been around a lot of diabetics and like like I tell people oh I'm type one I'm like oh I never met a type one but I met type two and like and then I met other people that are like oh like my brother has type one so like I feel like more okay with it and I'm glad I could finally say like oh I have type one and like not be scared to tell people because like I used to hide it for like many years and like I would never like take my insulin and like when I was in high school, like I was really bad about it. But now like the last year or two, like I finally accepted it. And like, I'm happy that I accepted it. And like, I feel like it's not a bad thing to have. Like, I feel like it's kind of like, it makes me different, but like in a good way. I feel like if you have diabetes, like don't be afraid to hide it, like accept it. Like it's part of you, like it's not a bad thing. And then what do you think made you feel the need to hide it? Like, why were you hiding it, do you think? Like, I just wanted to be normal. And, like, if, like, I told people I had diabetes, like, they'll be like, oh, you can't eat that. Or, like, oh, you can't do that. So I just feel like I had to hide it just to, like, fit in. Right. And then when, so this is your first slipstream? Right? Yes. And then what happened when you came here yesterday? We, we started yesterday so what happened how did you feel did you notice anything different we've been here for you know a night we had the social last night how do you feel about it now I feel like I like I accepted it even more like I feel like more normal now because like I'm not around type ones at all so like it feels good to be around type ones and like oh someone has a pump or someone's giving injections like it just feels normal and like it feels good to be around that so like kind of given what you did before like how you kind of your relationship with your type one what would you suggest to people that are kind of like in that same same headspace do you think how would you encourage them to accept it or learn to get to get used to it just like it's just a part of you like you're gonna have it for your whole life like why are you gonna hide something that you can never get rid of just accept it yeah it's hard but like I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna accept it too like it's nothing to be ashamed of did your relationship with it, your feeling that you didn't weren't normal, did it come from anything that a person that doesn't have it said? Or was it more your understanding of it, do you think? I feel like it was just part of me that didn't want to tell anyone because I feel like no one would accept me for having it. But now that I'm older, like, everyone's accepted me for it. So I don't know why I hid it for so many years. So I'm AJ Johnson. I have had type 1 diabetes for 35 years, be 36 this year. 
Um, I was diagnosed at 15 months old, so I was young. I mean, growing up in the 80s with it, you know, no internet. So really, we kind of, my parents and I were kind of on our own. At least we, at least we felt that way. I just, we just never really involved at a young age. And I just, I never went to any camp, to be honest with you, because of my diabetes and specifically just didn't have a diabetes camp in the area, or at least not one that we knew of. So my first ever camp slash diabetes camp was Slipstream in Maine. And God, I was hooked. I mean, it was just so much fun. So. so what does Slipstream mean to you now and camp? It means getting together with other type ones and not having to you know, have context to everything. I don't have to, we don't have to all explain pumps. We can talk about pumps if we want to, but you know, it's just, you don't have to rationalize, justify, explain away everything like you do when you're around non-type ones, but also in a setting that you can really kind of unwind, have fun, like be active if you want to be active, relax if you want to relax and be amongst people who get that and all have the same sort of not even struggle, but just the same sort of additional responsibility that we all carry as you do. So it just makes it easier to be in the moment and join those things. And that's what Slipstream is to me is because it's got that adventure aspect to it. It's got the education aspect to it. Yeah. And great people. Good save at the end. Yeah. Is there anything that you're hoping to leave camp with either an experience or something that you've learned? I think I challenge, uh, I, struggle in places where like I don't know a lot of people like I'm outgoing but I'm not the type of person who just walks up to other people and sort of you know gets the conversation going and so because maybe because this slipstream was on a different coast than I normally live like I really didn't know other than you and the CIM leadership I really didn't know anybody so hopefully I make a bunch of new friends here um, that we can stay connected and you know um, some people here who I've met through social media, but haven't met in person. Like I really just want to kind of develop and cultivate those relationships even further. And hopefully next slipstream, it'll be old friends instead of new friends. Any, uh, anything that you'd like either people with type one or without to know specifically? I think specifically, I would say to people with type one who have never had this sort of experience is that the best thing is we're all here and we all have diabetes and diabetes is all around us, but it's like the one situation where as much as we're surrounded by it, we don't have to really talk about it. Like it's, it's the one time you really get to just kind of not, not, not be type one, but just not be different. I think I remember you saying one point in bike beyond, it was your first experience as a bike ride where you didn't have the challenge of feeling so different from everyone else. And it just made it an easier ride, even though you're with inexperienced riders that really stuck with me. Cause I, I feel that way about these things. Like it's just easier to let your guard down and, and just have fun in an environment like this. Hi, my name is Teresa. I have type one diabetes and I have had it for four years. Have you done this before? This is my second slipstream. I came two years ago. So I took a year off and I'm back this year. And then what were you most excited about or even nervous about before coming here? Yeah, coming back this year is very different than when I came two years ago. Uh, when I came two years ago, I was very nervous. I had never been with more than one type one before ever. And I thought, or I was nervous because I thought there might be some judgment around my style or my treatment or how I deal with type one every day. And I just didn't know how other Type 1s would respond to it or treat me or talk to me about it. 
that completely all went away once I got here. And so coming back this year, I was really excited because I knew I would just be really comfortable and I could just be myself in whatever way that means, especially regarding type one. So I was not nervous at all coming back this year. (laughs) Do you remember the first year? What kind of made that click? Like what was the turning point was like, oh, I can relax. I think the weekend itself, and I feel like the more time I spent at the slipstream, it got more comfortable. And I think one example of that is like you're in a room with people and you you hear beeping or something, and automatically, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me, and I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> like, and I think just knowing that everyone understood that beeping and I didn't have to hide it or explain it or act on it, or I could just go about my day, um, knowing that everyone around me understood that but also that I also understood that for somebody else. I think that was a good example of my comfort or just becoming more comfortable. And then what were you most excited about coming back? I was excited coming back this time because I knew people that were going to be here. So coming back with friends and coming back with um, a good attitude to meet other friends too. And just knowing that I could come this weekend and again, be myself and totally relax and just have a really fun weekend outdoors in a beautiful area that I hadn't been to and just enjoy that without having to have all these other worries about living with type one. Like you said, you were diagnosed four years ago. What would you say your relationship with your type one is like now? Definitely changed a lot. It was a huge shock for me and it's hard because being diagnosed as an adult, I never, I still very vividly remember my life before I had type one. So that's something I still deal with now is just an acceptance, but I've come a long way in four years. So now I'm just completely more confident in how I live my life with type one and how I talk about it and how I make it a part of my life and where I put it in my life. That's definitely something that has changed in the past four years. Was there anything that changed it like significantly for you? Was it camp? Was it something outside of camp? Where did that change come from? Finding other type ones who get it. And, you know, they're real people too. And they go through the same things and they understand. And so experiences like camp and other meetups and other community events that I've participated in has really helped me with acceptance and dealing with my day-to-day life with type 1. And now, is there anything that you would like type 1s out there to know, maybe about camp or just type 1 in general, or people that don't have type 1? And do you wish they knew about these kinds of things? For people with type 1, I would like them to know that they should always come to something like a slipstream or something similar, whether it's a meetup in their city or a, a group or something. I was I was just very nervous about putting myself in the community at first, and ever since I have, I've never regretted it once. So I would just encourage them to show up. The first time I came, I didn't know a single person, and that was nerve-wracking, but now it's like one of the best things that I could have done for my for my life with type 1 diabetes. So I would encourage all type 1s to take that leap and to show up, to say yes and to show up. For those without type 1, I actually was really excited to tell my friends that I was coming here this weekend and they were really excited for me. <laughs> and as I as some friends asked more and I explained more, it was cool because while they have been there for me in so many supportive ways, they also do understand that they don't live with it. And so they know that this is a place where I'm surrounded by everybody who, who gets it. <laughs> and so um, I think for them, it's also kind of a refresher for them too, that like I do have this burden in my life and that they can be there and support me in many ways. But I also need support from fellow type ones too. 
So I guess just for other non-type ones to understand support is still always and will always be needed and to be refreshed in that too, I guess. Yeah, that's good for them to know that they're they're not always going to be able to be there for their the type one in their life and that there's things that they just can't offer, but they can remind them that there are these opportunities. Exactly. And I feel like there's still definitely a part of the community and part of my community, um, even if they don't have type one. There you go. So my name is Jason Tarmino, and I've been a type one for a little over four and a half years. Uh, I came to Slipstream last year, and I would say that it was a life-changing weekend, uh, which seems kind of funny to say. Summer camp in general is awesome, and I went to summer camp as a kid, and I worked there when I was a teenager. I sent my son to a summer camp this uh, this summer, and uh, it was quite expensive, and my wife looked at me and said, like, is this worth it? Is it life-changing? And I'm like, yeah, it's life-changing. And I know it's ridiculously expensive, but we should do it. And he came home just like a changed person. One week and at uh, Connected Motion was the same for me. And, you know, I met people who were doing stuff that I didn't know you could do. Like, hey, I'm going running 10 miles tomorrow. You want to join, right? Or, hey, you know, this year I just climbed 50 peaks in 50 days. Uh, people who have done Ironmans and, you know, just... I, I honestly have been on lots of research, but never actually knew you could do amazing stuff. Um, one of the themes from last year was do epic shit, and that has inspired me. I've done some five-day backpacking trips. A couple weeks ago, my 14-year-old and I went on a seven-hour hike in Tahoe, and I'm prepped for it. And a lot of that has to do with coming to Slipstream and like being amongst your people, um, which I just think is... Uh, I didn't expect it to be a wow or an aha moment, but it really is because somehow actually type one goes away when you get here and now you're just listening to people and you're hearing what they do to be successful. There's not a lot of boohooing around here. There's a lot of here's how I handle that situation and here's how I'm successful at work or in exercise or with relationships, et cetera. There's something that happens when you're listening to people. Maybe, maybe some people are like, I've only had it for three months, right? That happens, which is kind of, kind of cool to be the person like oh I got this here's my secret or there's some people here have had it for 65 years or 50 years whatever You're like wow okay now I've got something to learn from them so it's an inspiring weekend for me so this is your second time yeah what were you expecting the very first time were you like excited about it were you nervous what were you what was your mindset going into it I was definitely nervous I would have canceled had my wife not said you signed up go for it. It'll be awesome. Have a good weekend. You're going to camp for Christ's sake. <laughs> it can't be that bad. <laughs> it's just camp. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, there's fires at night, which is kind of cool. And it's camp. So you can, for adults, so you can bring alcohol and chit chat and have a cocktail party. And, you know, there's a lot of type one talk, but there's just a lot of talk about life, which is cool. I did yoga today and I do yoga about three days a week. I've asked every instructor, do you know any other type ones? You know, they wear these devices on their arms, their legs, and everyone said no. And I did yoga today with five people who had devices all over them. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was inspiring. It's really cool to see that, especially in those situations where you don't typically see people like yourself. And then you're all of a sudden you're in a room just full of people dealing with the same boobs and beeps that you do. <laughs> you don't feel very special anymore, right. which is which, interesting. Which is an interesting, good thing in this kind of context. And then what were you excited about this year? Since you like you had that experience from last year, what were you looking forward to this year? More ahas. You know, I left last year and 
when I got home, I wrote down, I had taken a lot of notes and I sort of synthesized those and wrote them down. And many of those were uh, a foundation for how I live my life <clears throat> since then. Uh, you know, one girl said that type one's my superpower. It makes me more empathetic, more sympathetic. And I just, I have thought about that, you know, often since then. And it is uh, such a challenging condition to have. But on the other hand, I look at the world in a totally different way. And I try to use that to my benefit in communicating with other people. Where would you say your relationship with your type one is now? And <clears throat> was that affected by camp? Where were you before you started going to camp with your type one? Um, how did you relate to it? What, what were your feelings about it? And then how did those change if they did change afterwards? Afterwards, I felt like if there was anything that I wanted to do, it was possible from a physical standpoint. Because beforehand, honestly, for whatever reason, I just, I didn't think you could do an Ironman. I didn't think you could, you know, climb mountains and like that would be dangerous or there's some, there's some prohibition. And then I just had people look at me and say, no, no, I've done it. Like, what are you talking about? Open up your mind here. You can do whatever you yeah. want. So now that you've gone to two slipstreams, what does that experience mean to you? What does slipstream mean to you? It means that I think I want to come for the rest of my life. I know that when I got here, I was thinking, oh, maybe I've learned everything. Maybe I've been inspired by everything. Uh, and then like within you know, a half hour, I realized, no, there's a reason that I, I come here. What do you think that you're going to be taking away from this weekend? Super energized. Met more really cool people who are doing amazing things and have been inspired by them. And there's some goal setting that I do. So I know I want to climb a 14,000 foot peak in the next year. Maybe not with an ice axe and ice axe and, and ropes, <laughs> but but do a, a pretty high hike. <clears throat> uh, that's one thing. I met another Type One pilot like me, which was cool. So I flew down from Davis, which is about two hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah. And um, when I got maybe thirty miles from here, it was really bumpy and a little bit stressful. Yeah. Um, and I have an alarm set for every thirty minutes to check my glucose mm -hmm. um, on my Dexcom, right? And I looked at it and it was like ninety. I'm like, huh, glucose tab. Yeah. Just, just like I look at the, the fuel gauge to make sure that there's still fuel in the plane, like I look at my monitor. It's just another <laughs> monitor to look at. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I'm pretty sure it's more mindset or like just viewpoints uh, or misconceptions about the condition as opposed to like type ones not physically, just not being able to fly planes commercially. And I'm excited to see that Canada, they figured it out and like now they're allowing people to do that. Mm -hmm. I knew someone that was flying for the military, like he was in the Air Force, and uh -huh. he was like up in planes and ready to go, and then he was diagnosed like halfway through, so he had to get medically discharged, and it was it was tough. Like it, that was his dream to right. do to fly for the military, and that's the one thing that they say <laughs> you can't do. It's right? Like, type ones can do anything except fly and join the military. <laughs> so that's really cool that you did that, and you can find ways to make it work for you as opposed to letting type one just stop you from doing that. Yeah, I'd say that that's an interesting statement because I think coming here and meeting so many people who are doing amazing stuff has made me realize I can do whatever I want to do. My name's Annette, and I've had type 1 diabetes since I was six years old, for so for 28 years. This is my third slipstream, and I first heard about it from another camp friend of mine who said she was going to adult diabetes camp, and I was like, what is that? And that sounds amazing, because I grew up going to a camp as a kid, and then worked at camp as a counselor, and then met staff, and never got the opportunity to do camp again as a camper. So slipstream, it means that I get to be a camper and not have to take care of other people's diabetes which is pretty awesome. 
so I guess what does the camp experience mean to you as a type one since you you went for so long mm -hmm. and then what was that time period between where you didn't think that you could or you thought that that kind of like that ship had sailed what was that time period like did you miss it did you like think about it a lot like how did camp affect you and then learning about it again that mm -hmm. you can actually still to go yeah. what does that mean for you Camp as a kid was really great because it was a community of people that I got to see every summer for a week who lived with the same thing that I did, doing the same things I was doing, and it was just one of those things that we all did together, and it wasn't abnormal or, you know, I wasn't the only kid at school, so that was nice to have that experience with everybody else at the same time. And graduating from camp, if you will, as a camper, to working at camp as a counselor and then as a med staff, it still meant that I got to go to camp every summer. It just meant that I may not have had the same energy to participate in the activities, caring for everybody else's diabetes. But I still enjoyed camp as a the staff member, but it was also really mentally and physically exhausting doing all the things for the kids, counting their carbs, helping with their insulin doses and adjustments and things like that. So knowing now that I can go to camp and not have to do that for other people is sort of freeing. <laughs> and I guess the time period was not that long from working at camp to going to camp. I had literally done camp a few weeks prior to knowing about Slipstream a couple years ago. And so it was a very short amount of time between those two experiences. What did it mean to you to have, like, have that kind of, I guess, a second chance at camp? So, mm -hmm. like, to be a camper, like mm -hmm. you said. What does that mean to you? Because I guess towards the end, camp became kind of like a stressful thing. Like, you loved it, but it was hard. Mm -hmm. But now they can go to camp and not, and be an adult. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just less stressful overall. And it, you know, I get to participate in the activities just like all the other adults here. And yes, there are CGMs beeping, saying somebody's low or high. And, you know, as a healthcare professional, I do also think about that. Like, oh, well, maybe we should stop or maybe we need to get you some tabs or something like that to help you bring up your blood sugar. But it's, I think that's also not just person being a healthcare professional. I think it's just like us taking care of our community. But it's not as much work, if you will, um, doing that as a camper as it is as like a med staff on you know on campsite yeah. kind of thing throughout uh, like across all the slipstreams that you've been to what has been really important things that you've taken away do you think mm. i think just the more people adding to my community of my friends and the people i've met whether it's you know here in the state of california or if it's like somebody who lives uh, you know on the east coast or in the midwest and just continuing to build that um and continuing to let those people know whether they've had diabetes for 30 years or just like four months. Like I've met a few people this year and a few years ago who were recently diagnosed and letting them see that diabetes doesn't have to hold you back from anything that you want to set your life goals to, um, I think is really important for those people to hear and sort of also for the people who've had diabetes for a long time, like shift that mindset of, I can't do this because of diabetes instead of and then thinking or say, saying like, oh, well, this person did this amazing thing and um, I can do that too. So, And then what would you like people that have type 1 to know about the camp experience and what would you like people that don't have it to know about it? What would you say to them? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> people who have type 1, I think camp is always a great experience to have in your pocket um, just so that way you know that there are other people out there living with the same thing you're living with and you know it's also a great way to find people to vent to when you're having a really hard day with diabetes or whatever it might be I think just building upon that community is really important 
And then for people without type one, that's a hard question. That's a harder question. Um, <laughs> I think just, do, do you think that they should know about this? Because the show that I try to put on, mm-hmm. it's geared kind of towards them as well. And so that they are better prepared or better or more knowledgeable about how they can support the type ones in their life. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell what you'd like them to know about camp or just type one in general, what would that be? I honestly wish people just knew outside of our community knew what type one diabetes was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the blanket statement. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it is frustrating when you talk to people in, you know, in the world who either don't know anything about type one or just, you know, were recently diagnosed and they were saying, you know, I had no idea about type one. I've always heard about type two diabetes, which, you know, as we know is a much more common diagnosis. Um, but type one diabetes has been around for longer than most people know about. Um, and so I think that's, what's frustrating is that nobody really knows about it. And yet it's been around for years, like thousands of years. Forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The Egyptians um, talked about it. I, that, I know. That was crazy. When I learned about that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And we I haven't know. figured it out yet. I know. Exactly. Like people don't know about type 1 diabetes and the ancient Egyptians like drew hieroglyphics about it. It's crazy. It's mind boggling. So I, I think that that's, I wish that there was better information out there for people who have, who don't know about type 1 or who, um, so I just wish that there were better commercials or advertisements or, you know, even TV shows and movies that portray type 1 diabetes. Like I just wish it was a better portrayal of what that means and what that looks like and that it doesn't necessarily mean a death sentence. We can go out and still take care of our diabetes and do everything else everybody else can. So. Very cool. Um, any kind of story that you'd like to tell or anything you wished you had heard? Well, I guess you were sick, so I don't know. If there was anything that you wished you had heard back then around diagnosis time? Oh, yeah, I don't remember anything before yeah. diagnosis, really. Um I'm Mark Thompson. I have a type 1 diabetic. I've had type 1 diabetes now uh, for 19 years, almost 19 years. And uh, excited to be here at Slipstream SoCal. So what brings you to Slipstream? I watched, uh, you know, internet, social media stuff about it, uh, beyond type 1 follower. So I saw it come up last year and it looked like definitely something I was interested in doing. Uh, just being able to hang out with other type 1 diabetics. I get to geek out and, and talk uh, to people who know type 1 diabetes and, and uh, you know, the sense of humor that goes with some of the joking when you're the only type 1 in the room and you joke around about diabetes, it, nobody gets it. <laughs> and they feel, they feel sorry for you and you're like, no, no I'm trying to make light of a, of a long-term problem, so... And then, what is this your first slipstream? This is my first slipstream. Have you ever, what's your experience with type 1 camp? Uh, I've never had, uh, oh, right. never been to camp. I was diagnosed when I was 23 years old, so uh, camp really wasn't an option. So when you were diagnosed, did you find, how did you find the support system for adult type 1 specifically? I, did, yeah. uh, I was diagnosed when I was stationed in Germany, uh, and so internet in 2000 was a little, little less uh, robust, yeah, but I I found a, an article called uh, "Do Your Level Best," and it basically said, you know, if you keep your level, your numbers in a level area, you'll be okay. And that kind of hang on to that. I did the, you know, diabetes dot uh, org, the uh, diabetes forecast, and, and so I it wasn't real. There wasn't social media back then, but just a lot of re- internet research and, and uh, to kind of figure out what I was doing. 
And then, so you were in the military when you were diagnosed. How did that work out? So, I, yeah, I was in the Army. I still am, still am in the Army. Uh, I was about four, a little over four years, four and a half years in when I got diagnosed. And I was able to uh, go through a medical evaluation board and kind of delayed the process to uh, change my job from, I was in combat arms field before the medical board happened to a more of a, a human resource type job. And I, at that, and then the, the delayed process for me to show that I could actually exercise and, and train, you know, as with type 1 diabetes and have no issues. So I was able to found fit for duty in uh, 2002. Uh, and I've got a little over 23 years in now. Uh, and it has not held me back. I was able to get promoted and moved and assigned and deployed, uh, everything with it. So do you know, I guess, do you know the rules of type one in the military? Can you go, can you like sign up after, like say if I were to sign up, could I do it? Or is it just because you were diagnosed while you were there? It's just because I was yeah. already in. Is so it kind of a very special circumstance? It's not, I wouldn't say it's really special. Anybody that has, uh, well, pre-existing medical conditions, they can't, they can't come in the military. Yeah. But the, uh, somebody who gets, uh, and I've met a lot of other people who get diagnosed with type one in the, in the army, uh, and other branches of service that kind of reach out and, and say, you know, like, Hey, you're type one. I just got diagnosed. How did you do it? So I helped them out, um, to try to explain what I went through and try to help them go through the process. But it's a case by case review on, on what it was. I think I was very fortunate in the timing of, of what I had and the ability to delay the medical board and show that I could, could serve where other people kind of get through the medical board very fast. And when they're still trying to learn, uh, type one diabetes and get it, get their A1Cs down to, a, um, you know, what, what they, th- what they feel is in range. And then what were you most excited about and or nervous about coming to this slipstream, considering it was your first one, your first kind of, I guess, dive into like face-to-face type one community kind of thing? I, well, I was most excited about uh, just meeting other people, seeing and, and understanding what other people do uh, to, to, to treat, you know, you know what, what medical devices they use, where do they wear it, uh, how do they treat lows, how do they treat their highs. What do you think of these kinds of experiences? Do you hope to do them more often? Maybe not slipstream specifically, but just kind of getting to know people uh, with type one or like meeting them face to face. Absolutely, yeah. This it's one of the one of the things I like. You know, meeting a diabetic in the wild, uh, running into this another type one, seeing the 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 pump cord or the or the Dexcom on the arm, or uh, it, it always it's always exciting. You know, very quickly, just you, you have a bond immediately and, and able to talk and. Uh, about stuff that you know, type nuns uh, don't 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 understand. So it's, I I do like the face to face interaction, uh, and I'm looking forward to to other events. And do you, is that something that you actively pursue outside of this first experience, or have you been reluctant to do that, or just have you just never really thought about it until now? No, I I actually signed up. Uh, I'm in the Type One Run uh, Club for uh, Washington D.C. So uh, there's. That's fun. You get to hang out, and I usually go for, you know, not not real far run, but go for a run and uh, eat lunch uh, afterwards. And so we do that. I think it's about once a month ish. Uh, so that's I look forward to those events. Great. Okay. And now, what? Uh, again, this is very kind of soon into the game. But what does slipstream mean to you? What does this camp kind of experiential learning mean to you? I think as a, for me, it's an opportunity to to grow, as as. You know, as a diabetic, gr- grow in, in learning what the different options are out there, and, and 
you know, there's so much that we do that is not written down or is not medical advice from, from a doctor that they, you know, unless they live with type one, they, they really can't, there's only so much they, advice they can give you. So it's, uh, it's nice to see other people having, this is going to sound odd, but nice to see other people having issues, you know, so you, you know that you're not the only one that, uh, you know, has spikes and lows and whatever the case may be. And, uh, sometimes that's the hardest thing about with living with type one is, is having that feel feeling of failure, you know, when, when, when things go wrong, uh, and, and especially when somebody else looks at it and goes like, Oh, you, you made a mistake. I'm like, no, I didn't make a mistake. <laughs> like I did everything the same, just for whatever reason, the sugar goes haywire. Uh, so it's, it's nice getting around, uh, other people that this community that understand that and kind of relieves a lot of the stress, a lot of the pressure of, of being a type one. Hi, my name's Rick. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in October of 1952 when I was six years old. So I've had diabetes virtually most of my life. I've had it for 67 years. Okay, so what brought you to Slipstream? What made you want to go to Slipstream? Well, I knew nothing about Slipstream. I discovered it as a result of an email I got from Tandem because I'm a Tandem pump user. I got this email that talked about this camping adventure in, uh, in South, Southern California. And it just, I was so excited about it because the last time I was with a large group was in 1953 at a, a diabetes camp for kids up in upstate New York. So it was a couple of years between your last camp trip and your yeah, most recent one in, with the yeah, uh, slipstream. Yeah, 60, 66 years. Okay. Yeah. Give or take. Before you got there, were you nervous or were you excited? Like, what was what were your feelings as you were kind of approaching camp? Probably the most prominent emotion was excitement. It was just something I just was so much looking forward to. And then, where do you think that excitement came from? Like, what was exciting about it? Do you think? Well, just the fact that I was one of eighty attendees who had type 1 diabetes, not to mention the fact that all the staff also, there wasn't anybody there, I, I don't believe, that didn't have type 1 diabetes. So that was exciting to me, just being with a group who's, we all have a common thread in uh, our life's pattern of type 1 diabetes. And to be able to be with those people and share in our experiences and be able to relate to each other and know exactly how we feel and what, what we're going through. Yeah, yeah. And then what do you think made you nervous, would you say? Like, where were those feelings coming from? Was it type 1 related or more just kind of people related, not, social? Uh, certainly not type 1 related because I am so confident in my, in my relationship with my type 1. And I probably have been for so long, uh, for quite quite a long time because I've had it for so long and it's just I don't know anything else it's been part of my life since I was just a little kid yeah yeah 67 years is a long time so you mentioned your relationship with your type 1 how would you describe that uh, as it is today it's not always smooth I'm not, I have issues but the relationship is see years ago I used to get upset with the high blood sugar. Um, but I learned that high blood sugars 
are okay to have as long as they're not sustained over long periods of time where they can cause complications. So I just am more accepting with the issues. So now that you've had your slipstream experience, what do you, what would you say slipstream means to you? Well, it it was like a familial experience. I you know when we had that final campfire and I referred to uh, the folks out there when I spoke, I, I considered them type one brothers and sisters. You know, we're all connected in a familial way. And so I walked away with that, that feeling that I'm really part of this family. And that was, you know, that was a powerful experience for me. Do you think that feeling specifically is something that you've lost over the years or were you looking for it? Or why was it so strong that night or during the weekend, do you think? I think partly because I've never been with a large group that all had the same chronic disease I have. And I did, I think I can say, I did feel somewhat alone uh, that I was, even though I've done fairly well, I mean, I've had a lot of problems along the way. I mean, it's been a, it's been a rocky road. The only time I had a similar feeling was when I did the outward bound with 11 other type 1 diabetics, but that was a small group and it was very intimate. We all lived on a, a small whaling boat off the coast of Maine. That was in the mid-1980s. So from the mid-1980s until this recent slipstream, I was I was kind of alone with, with my type 1. I didn't feel bad about it, but I didn't know what I was missing until I attended the slipstream. And that's when you realized that you'd been, you didn't have it for so long. Yeah, and I didn't realize uh, how great it can be. And so what did you, what do you think, you, you mentioned this a little bit before, but what do you think you left with that weekend? So like from the very beginning to the very end when you were driving away, what, what were you, how did, how did you change, do you think? Well, one of the things as a result of beyond type one, I had typically throughout most of my life with diabetes, um, I have never allowed my diabetes to prevent me from doing anything that I chose to do. And, and I just, I never thought about that. I just thought that was just something that was part of me, but, but what slipstream did for me, and it was really focused on the beyond type one concept. Uh, but I, I left realizing that, holy mackerel, I've gone beyond type one a lot throughout my life. I mean, I did some mountain climbing. I did Grand Canyon hikes, 20-mile hikes. And to my way of thinking, that's, at least for me, maybe because I'm an old man now, I don't know, uh, but that's beyond type one. So so that, that became conscious uh, thought for me that I've actually gone beyond type one. And I, I never felt that way before. And so we're we're looking forward to doing doing more of this in the future. And I know Walt had asked me, what is it about camp that is special, and how is this different from now? In in two thousand nineteen, there are conferences and expos and events that happen for people with type one. But why are so many people choosing to connect in in this way, and what makes it special? And I I think it's at these 
at Slipstream Weekends, we use an experiential education model, which is really common in summer camps and in outdoor education. And, and the idea that we will, we, we set up an environment where we can meet people wherever they're at in their diabetes education journey or their diabetes journey, whether they've just been diagnosed. Uh, we've had people come out who've had diabetes for less than three months, or whether they have been living with diabetes for 60 plus years, which um, it's it's really cool and you can get the kind of a group that diverse in the same room. Um, but but we can we can kind of be people where we're at and where where they're at and and help provide an experience that creates change on their own terms and helps we help them define success or they're able to define success on their own without someone else telling them where they've got to be. And there's a, a big power that comes from um, meeting other people with type one and, and seeing that they maybe struggle in the same ways you do, or they're being really successful in the same ways that you are, or they're trying out new tools that you didn't know existed. Or often people, often people are going to their diabetes clinic and, and given these tools, but it's, it's scary to just leave that that clinic and try it out because the consequences of screwing up your diabetes management are can be very severe and so it's it's a neat environment at slipstreams to get people together and seeing people who have had success and taking away some of that mental burden of what's going to happen if this doesn't go right because you've got people around you who know exactly what you're going through and know what you need and that's something pretty incredible that we don't experience in a lot of other places. I think too, there's a value for camp for adults specifically. When you think of summer camp, you automatically think of children. At least I automatically think of children. Um, and I think of some pretty incredible experiences for children, uh, where people they step out of, out of their comfort zones, they get to try new experiences. They're in an incredibly supportive environment. They're outside, breathing fresh air, and 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 enjoying the natural environment. And it's there are not a lot of places where um, adults, especially in with the busy lives that we live here in in, in 2019, um, can experience something like that. So not only is it uh, almost an excuse to to get yourself outside. Um, but it's it's uh it's it still has that that same magic and that same specialness that really until you've been there and been in it it's it's hard to put um into words. I think if I were to have one recommendation for someone who is thinking about connecting with the community in in any way, but especially if you're thinking about joining um in a, in a slipstream program, it's that whatever you're feeling right now. Lots of other people have felt the same way, whether that's that's excitement, whether that's anxiousness, whether that's being nervous to the fact that you don't I'm not sure if you're gonna drive the whole way there or turn away half turn around halfway. Um, other people have felt that too and and we recognize that and and encourage you to to really push yourself outside of your comfort zone and there's gonna be lots of people there who know it and get it and are gonna be there to make sure that you have an incredible experience. And if it feels like something that's right for you at this, this point in time, come on out. And if it feels, it feels like something you're going to keep on your radar for the next couple of years, well, we will be here when, when you're ready as well. And so we hope that everyone, every adult with type one diabetes gets to find the sense of community that we've been able to find through slipstream events and, uh, look forward to, to meeting you and hearing about it.
And that is the magic of Slipstream. So whether you were diagnosed last week or 50 years ago, there's a place for you here. So if you're curious to find out what happens when the online community meets face-to-face, I highly suggest you check out a Slipstream near you next year. I'd like to thank all the campers who were interviewed with me for sharing their stories and helping me celebrate our community together. Thanks again for tuning in. And now I leave you with what I think is my favorite thing I learned at SoCal Slipstream this year. This is written on the sex tips tips or hot tips for sex and relationships is the unclipping of a pump by your partner is a huge turn on, especially if they know how to do it correctly. Like it's part of foreplay, like you take off the bra and then you unclip the, yeah, the pump site, just a little. (laughs) But don't do that with the Omnipod, that is not sexy. Um, unless unless you, unless you're into that, I don't know. Oh God! Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, romance and diabetes camp goes together like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh.